on this special episode of the Man Cave Sports Podcast. No sports, but just fun. In honor of my whole family going to a drive-in and seeing the new Halloween movie, we're dedicating this episode all about Halloween movies, just having fun about it, and ranking the best to worst of Halloween movies, and much more. So stay tuned and join. Welcome, guys, to a special episode of the Main Cave Sports Podcast. It's a Halloween special. There's no sports tonight, as there's too much drama going on with sports right now, and every once in a while, you just need to take a break. And that's what this episode is all about. And when I started this podcast, I, you know, I knew the majority of it was going to be about sports. But I also wanted to add some other factors into it to make it more fun and to make it more entertaining for everybody because I know that not everyone is into sports and not everyone is knowledgeable about sports. And I have a full house today. It's not just Tim with me, but I also have Maul in here making her debut on the show. And then Ryan's going to be joining us shortly, my brother. And let's just, you know, Halloween movies are definitely my mom's forte. Yes. And uh, let's just say that she's not the most, uh, how should I say? Sports uh, savvy. Sports savvy. And just give an example of that. You know, go to a football game. And you know your mom's not, you know, sports savvy when, you know, she's questioning about every single play that happens in the game. Well, not only that, but she's criticizing their costumes. Not uniforms, guys. Costumes. costumes. That's what she calls the uniforms. <laughs> costumes. I don't like their costumes. <laughs> oh, those costumes are cute. I'll go for them. <laughs> I'll go for them. <laughs> but anyways, again, this is just going to be a fun episode. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to a drive-in over in Indiana to see the new Halloween movie. Uh, I think there's been kind of ups and downs about it, but, you know, we'll see what it's like tomorrow and see how good it is. But, but today, we are not, tonight, we are not talking about, you know, just that one, but we're also talking about every single one leading up to now. Uh, even the third one, and even the reboots made by Rob Zombie, of course. Uh, so, I think we're going to, Let's just start us off with some rankings. Okay. For and I want you to go first. All right. So my top one that I love the most is Halloween Two. Why is that? I don't know. I just like it better than the first one. Do you think? I, do you think the story's better? Yeah. I, I think it's just a little bit. It, it's a little bit more um, scarier to me than the first one. I'm not sure why. I feel it's that more way. gruesome than the first one. Yeah, it is. It is that? Is there as much sex in there? Uh, well, you gotta have a good sex with a horror movie. I mean, there's no good horror movie without sex. Well, teenage sex. And it's, actually, yeah. it's actually it's actually kind of equal. I think they're about the same. It's about the same. Okay. But 
it's just a little nothing tops a gratuitous sex scenes though. Then the well, Friday no, the thirteenth. Nothing movie. tops a t shirt with no bra on running up the stairs. Okay? The the straight sex, you know, for, for a twelve year old kid is straight twelve, thirteen year old kid, straight sex doesn't work. But when they have a t shirt on, a white t shirt that you can almost see through and there's no bra on, they run up the stairs. 12, 13 year old kid can appreciate that. Well, actually, here's how I think. Here's how I think we'll do the rankings. You'll say you, of course, you'll say you're number one. I'll say my number one, and you go number two. Okay. Go number two. Okay. I like the first one because I think you know the first one was 1978, right? Yes. Yes. I just think at the time it was a little bit original because I mean, of course, you had The Exorcist before that. But that was, you know, completely different. That was a demon possession movie. And that, The Exorcist, I mean, we'll talk about that a, a little bit later. But The Exorcist movie was, you know, different for its time. Mm-hmm. And especially in the early 70s. And I think this, the first Halloween movie was also the same thing. It's, it was different. I don't think it, really a movie has been made like that. You know, a, a serial killer. Yeah. You know, just going out and killing people for well, no reason. The only thing I can think of compared to it is maybe Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, yeah, I forgot about uh, that one. But, uh, but that's, the first that's one, still a little different. Texas Chainsaw Massacre dark. is is dark. kind of a, yeah, and it's, it's, it's really dark. I, I think, I, I never cared for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I always thought it was kind of torture porn kind of, you know, situation, but... Um, well, especially the newer ones. I yeah. mean, look about the older I, ones. I, that... I think I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre touched on it, but I think, um, you know, John Carpenter mastered it. He really did. And then the and, the, and he didn't do it with blood either. No, that was That's really cool. I think the, the music that he used is like a simple keyboard. Yeah. Oh. It, it wasn't nothing real oh. labyrinth. It, it was just just a, a fun. Me, would you mind me playing that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, and a fun fact, a fun fact about this, about this iconic score. He did this in four days, just putting that together. That's amazing. Which I think is pretty cool. But John Carpenter, again, the first film, I loved it. I think the story was original; it had never been done before. And just a serial killer, just killing for no apparent reason. Uh, reason, uh, starting off the movie with him killing his sister. And then, of course, the favorite scene is Michael comes out of the, the house with a bloody knife, and the parents come home, and they're like, Michael! <laughs> and they're just sitting there like, oh, what silly. What did you do, Michael? What did you do? stab those balloons? <laughs> did, Why you did you stab you your that? sister? Yeah. <laughs> now go to your room. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, we'll, again, we'll talk about this later. I think... Like, you were talking about this earlier before we, we, before we started this podcast... Rob Zombie, I think, did a. I didn't really like. I didn't like the reboots, but I think he did a, a better job of explaining his backstory about why he came to be a you know a vicious serial killer. Actually, but, I, I'm of the opinion that uh, Rob Zombie uh, didn't see him as evil. I I, think, I, I agree with I, you. I you think, said that too. I think John Carpenter saw him as evil because all you have to do is look at Loomis. And Loomis and and his fear of him and things like that, where I think in the new movies, 
Loomis wasn't really, I mean, he was scared of him, but he really wasn't. And he was more kind of trying to... I mean, to... Rob, I mean uh, Rob Zombie definitely made the reboots. As, he made kind of the characters polar opposites because Dr. Loomis in the original Halloween movies was likable. He was afraid of thoughtful. Michael. He was thoughtful. He cared about protecting people yeah. because he saw the evil in Michael. Where Rob Zombie tried to make Michael more sympathetic, where he made... Uh, Dr. Well, Loomis more like an asshole. And, yeah. and Michael was more like a shark. Sharks got to eat. Yeah. And okay. And Michael has to kill because that's who he is. And it, I don't think it really came from an evil place in, in Rob, in, with Rob Zombie. Like, for example, there's a scene in 2 where they just show him eating raw flesh. You know, what was the point of that? You know, we, we watched it. You remember, yeah. show? Oh, the we Rob like, Zombie reboot? Yeah, we were like, why, why was he eating flesh? Yeah. And, you know, and just, just eating it. I just and, did not like... And it, to me, it was like he was a shark. Yeah, I didn't you know? like... You know, I, I've watched plenty of videos about it. I mean, ho the reboot of Halloween 2 was... Uh, Stupid. It was more of a typical Rob Zombie film. Yeah. Which just, I like. Actually, I kind of like Ron's, uh, Ron Zombie. Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie films, uh, Devil Rejects, and yeah. uh, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. I, I I actually like those movies, but the the first one I liked, the Halloween I liked, up until they you know it showed Michael as a child and kind of growing up into the person he, he was to become, but after that, it kind of you know went kind of bad for me and then the second one was just horrible the second one was terrible the white again, horse white again horse. it put it like it was just more of a typical rob zombie yeah movie. yeah it was gratuitous that's why yeah. i would i would say you know the killing was for the say the killing was to be sensational rather than you know the first movie uh, i think they did a good job of exploring how how he was you know, basically psychopathic, sociopathic type of deal. He didn't feel anything. Him cutting, him slitting someone's throat's like cutting into bread for us. You know, and that that's why I always, like I said, zombie saw him more, not as evil, but as, as kind of not even, neither good or evil. He just killing because that's what he's made. That's what he is. He just... It's like it's like you can't call a shark evil for killing somebody because that's what they do. Yeah. And I think that's what um, zombies look. What, that's what it came across. I don't know what he originally intended, but that's what it came across. Yeah. And making Loomis an unsympathetic character was uh, by far the worst thing the he did. The first couple, the first two, you really, I really cared about Doctor Loomis. He yeah. was one of my. Actually, my favorite character. He from... turned into a pompous asshole. Remember, yeah. he's doing the book signings and stuff like that, making money, and yeah. you know, into the bronze zombie yeah. one. But yeah. I, the originals, you know, you really cared about him. Even in he was sympathetic. Four, you didn't want him to die. In even in four and five and six, mm -hmm. he's you know we don't we didn't wish you know nothing happened to him you know, mm -hmm. and you could always think that he was actually gonna. Stop him. Stop Michael from doing what he was doing. Well, there's an interesting thing. Uh, we've got to remember, 
there's two different types of two different types of actors. Uh, Malcolm McDowell has always been known uh, his type of acting that he's done. He's kind of one of those actors that will do anything for a buck. Uh, but he's also Clockwork Orange. Yeah, well, no, Clockwork Orange was great. Okay, I like that movie. a lot of his movies are really good, but there was a lot of stinkers out there because he was trying to make a, a quick buck. But one thing that about Malcolm McDowell is I think that he doesn't like playing characters. I don't think he has it in him to play a sympathetic character. I really don't. And I think that might have played into it. That and the fact that Zombie didn't want him as a sympathetic character. He wanted more modernized, you know, kind of, uh, you know, not so black and white, more, uh, you know. And that's why I get about about Michael in the new in the new ones is that he's neither evil nor good there's no gray there's no black and white it's all gray and it's relative you know where you where one person can see Michael I see him as you know kind of a, a neutral person he's just doing what he's wanting to do and everybody else is kind of scandalous weird you know they they have skeletons in their closets everybody's messed up well, I wonder you if know. they're going to go the route of the Laurie Strode thing with being his sister. You know, like, and that's why he's always going back after her and well, stuff. Well, White Horse is a Freudian uh, concept where it's about, when you see, when you dream about White Horse, it's about not being able to form relationships with family members and things like that. There's also a sexual component to it too, which you could actually say, and I'm sure Rob Zombie, he, sick as he is in his mind, probably thought that Michael ultimately wanted to have sex with his mom. Uh, but, you know, that that's kind of the sick and twisted stuff about the white horse. But, uh, you know, Freud talked about it quite a bit, but that's probably a little too looking too much well, into it. Going back to our rankings because we kind of got off topic yeah. about the rankings, but that's okay. What what's your number two? Because we did a pretty good job of explaining our number ones, but Halloween one, the first one, yeah, yeah. My second one was uh, Halloween two, and I, I don't think anything beats those those first two movies because again, even the second one was original, and I still thought that both of them were, you know, above their time. I uh, thought they were. Uh, the story was good. The second one, I mean, I think. I mean, it kind of. The it was of course more gruesome than the second one, but you know, but yeah, I think those for the first two are definitely. My number one, number two are definitely the first two Halloween movies. Yeah. What about you, Tim? Halloween three. Number two. No three. Season of the Witch. No, you think it's your number your best favorite Halloween movie of all no, time? No, probably not favorite, but it's up there. I think that uh, I, I read some stuff about John Carpenter. He didn't want this. He wanted the Halloween series to be a series of movies, not just like about Tales Michael. of the Crypt. You know, where there's a different story each time, and he went that way. And I think that I think Season of the Witch is panned a lot by people because they expect to see Michael and they don't. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I mean, but I think a lot of people. It's pretty horrific just... to think that there's a corporation out there who could 
make millions of dollars selling a product that will ultimately kill your kids. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I, 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 I just, see the intention there, but... I, I just... Uh... That was it's it's more dated. Have you noticed that it's yes. more dated than it does than the have other a catchy movies? little tune though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so. that that little. Yeah, yeah. I think the third one definitely gets panned a lot because of the fact that it didn't have Michael in it. Yeah, and they wanted a continuation of it, but again, John Carpenter wanted to do. But oddly separate. enough, it has a big cult following for that reason. You know. I definitely think I, I see the um, you know what John Carpenter wanted it wanted it to go. He didn't want to downplay Michael, but he wanted to do other things other than Michael. Mm. Yeah. If you look at the movies that he's done before, like Escape from New York and things like that, and um, you know the Mars movie and and things like that, he he always wanted to do different things, different locations different uh things and uh, i think that appealed more to him than just doing seven ten movies about one guy yeah you know but yeah uh my number three was actually the sixth one that's mine as well. curse of michael myers I, that actually used to be my first one my favorite but over time i think i just the classy the very original and the second one were my favorites i mean i is isn't the the sixth one? They kind of explain his backstory about why he's possessed by like the devil or something. Well, it's kind of like a uh, witch or like, like a, a satanic devil, thing. satanic cult kind of a. I forgot. I have to. I was gonna. It's called something. I forgot. It starts with a T. But um, yeah, it kind of goes back and it, and it actually has uh, Tommy Doyle. Who played the boy that Laurie Strode babysat? That babysat in the first one. Yeah. He's kind of grown up, and they Tyler. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Uh, fun Paul fact: Rudd. the producers wanted the original Tommy Doyle to play, him. but they couldn't find him for whatever reason. They couldn't find him. Did they ever find him? He, yeah, he's he's alive. He's still alive. Yeah, okay. he's alive. I mean, I guess he just wasn't acting anymore, or I don't know. But they couldn't find him, and thus that's why they got Paul Rudd. How many years in between? See, seventy-eight, and I think uh, six was ninety-five. So yeah, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably contacted his original talent agency and all that, and couldn't find him. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Although I do, th- I mean, I do like Paul Rudd playing this. One of his first movie starts was a, it's, hol- it's a, a really, horror movie. He's really bad in it, though. <laughs> but he's definitely improved a lot over yeah, yeah. twenty two years. But uh, I mean, I think it would have been cool to have the original Tommy Doyle in it. But again, it's kind of it's also interesting to see yeah. Paul Rudd in it too. I would have liked. John Carpenter directed it too. It just sometimes it just doesn't work yeah, out that way. Six one is actually too kind of sentimental, not sentimental. I've always liked the beginning to the six one. Yeah. Of uh, Laura, uh, not Laurie Strode. Uh, uh, what's what's her name? Her daughter. Yeah. Um. I can't even remember her name. Jamie. Jamie, yeah. yeah. I don't even know why I can't even remember. But see, that's, name, the, but... see that's the thing about Halloween movies. You kind of, 
the first couple two, you know, were about, you know, Michael and, and you know, terrorizing and stuff. And then four and five, Lori Strode has a daughter and she's married. Lori Strode is married, but then she's, um, she died in a car accident. So her daughter is living with these two foster parents. And then in five, same kind of thing, and her, you know, I don't know. It's just you kind of have to suspend your... <laughs> yeah, they, kind of, they go all over the place. It goes all over the place. And the sequels, but you you said your number three was Curse of Michael Myers, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that actually, the reference to that is called a family side. That's what it's called. It's where you have an innate desire to kill your family, um, which that's what Michael Myers... You know that that's the lore around Michael Myers, is of him coming back. It's just to kill his family, and if anybody gets in the way, well, guess what? You're gonna die too. So um, it's an interesting. That's the only thing that makes him truly evil. You know, in in the fact that he wants to kill his own family. I don't think it gets any more evil. Well, than that. I have to. I, I've kind of be interested interesting interested to see how they play it out in the new one yeah how they're gonna go that route or because well, it he from, knows she knows he's coming after well yeah but i'm just saying you know if if it's gonna be you know if it's gonna be like the you know i don't know you know what i think it would be funny michael myers instead of driving a uh Instead of driving a station wagon, be pulling up in one of those uh, carts, you know, the uh, to that old people drive around with. <laughs> and he's got his knife, and he's driving, and he's like, he puts up his finger, you know, his his, his uh, pointer finger, and he says, hey, "Can you hold on for a second? And then he has to back up, and you hear beep beep, beep. and then hey. all of a sudden you hear screams. Hey, so, get over here! <laughs> That's Laura Strode's house. Get over here, bitch! <laughs> I hope you have Medicaid. Well, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see too because uh, she, you know, she's dead and she died in the resurrection. Yeah. Mm. Which, you know, I mean, Danny McBride and the new writer did something totally different. They're excluding everything that happened after. The, the first movie. See, I don't like that. They should have kept the second movie and then, uh, yeah. and then did that. Because uh, she wasn't in the second movie, was she? She was. was, she, she, was, Laurie she, was she in the whole time? What? In the, the Laurie Stroll. Yeah. She was? Okay. And he, okay, I, I'm sorry. I'm not as familiar with the franchise. But um, I would think after the second one would have been better. Because that's... Because, of course, after the, the second one... The second they were John off. Carpenter's. Yeah. yeah. So why not continue it on? You know, that's, of course, that's, after the second one, they went off track with yeah, Season of the Witch. The second one was the he, she was after the first one because she got stabbed in the arm. Yeah, and all that, so she was taken to the hospital. Okay, yeah. So then she, then then they, you know, he tracked her down to the hospital, of course. And, and it was the next day, right? It was, was like it, the night that night. The same night. It so, was the same night. Yeah, and they, they, and they, then, they could just say they captured them. Because I think from the trailer I saw, the part where in the second one in the beginning he's walking through a house, and I think he's gonna go get a knife, 
and that shows an old elderly couple. Yeah. And she's making them a sandwich, and I yeah. think, and all that, cutting up the bologna. He's watching. Well, her. yeah. In the second one, though, he doesn't kill her. I don't kill him. I don't think. But then in the trailer, the I, I it saw, shows the same thing. It shows the same thing, but he kills them. Yeah. So. Well, see, I I liked I like him not killing them. That's better to me because he's about killing the family. And if they don't get in his way, then he shouldn't kill them. Do you see where I'm going yeah. at? Because, you know, Michael Myers was originally about famicide, you know. And one of the reasons he killed the boyfriend is because the boyfriend was in the way to get to his sister. Yeah. You know, and, and it's the same thing. So I like him not killing the parents. You know, where he actually has a choice whether he wants to kill somebody or not. And he's saying no. That makes him more evil. You know, yeah. I'm all about killing my family, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, uh, going back to our uh, number three, of course, that was uh, Curse of Michael Myers, number six. That was the last appearance and the last movie of Donald Pleasance, which had a very storied career and, you know, a really good actor, a tremendous actor. And it was, you know, uh, he died during uh, post-production, which they weren't able to do reshoots, so he wasn't, you know. A fun fact about, not a fun, well, a fact about Donald Pleasance for the first Halloween movie, they, I read that the... It is a fun fact. It is a a fun fact, but uh, the budget for Halloween was actually... The what what almost all of the budget went to pay Donald Pleasance because he was a serious actor because he was a you know big actor and all that. Well, I mean, stuff, he was so. a well respected actor too. And it's an interesting thing that goes on in Hollywood in the seventies and eighties is that you have these very serious you know very well respected actors who do movies for a paycheck. And they kind of pigeonhole themselves because Donald Pleasance didn't really do a whole lot other than the Halloween series. Yeah. You know, in, in any big shape, form, or anything. So, you know, it's kind of double-edged sword. You took Star Wars, for example. You know, you had, uh, other than Han Solo, you know, uh, everybody else, that was basically all they did. They lived off Star Wars. That was it. Yeah. They were that was Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, and they couldn't be anything else. So Donald Pleasance was kind of a, you know, pigeonholed in the same way for being so good at what he did. You know, I, I really liked his character. It's to me, he made it. Yeah. Not a certain female. Laurie Strode, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. He, Donald Pleasance. It, to me. The interesting, the interesting dynamic was between Donald Pleasance, uh, his character being like what we would personify as good. He's empathetic. He wants to protect people. And he recognizes evil. And he's willing to do something about it. And sacrifice his life. Yeah, absolutely. More than willing to. Most people would like, you know what? 
I'm I'm out of here. F this. Good I'm out of here. Good yeah. luck, guys. Good I'm luck not going to get guys. myself you know, killed gonna, yeah. for this. That that's the di- that's the difference between the new one, the reboot, and the old one is you bet your ass he would have left if he could have. Yeah. You know. And did you ever think this is a kind of a always wondered because in the first one, you know, he's been in an insane asylum since he was six <laughs> years old. And then he gets out, and he mysteriously can drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, did you know? Did you Donald Pleasant taught him how to drive. <laughs> Donald Pleasance's line when that was like, oh, but someone must have taught him. Well, what I would have been like, you know, why not have him run into some? That would have been pretty funny. You got this killer, and he's going around killing people, and he runs into garbage cans with his car. <laughs> you know, because he's never been taught how to drive. Everybody's like, "What happened to these garbage cans? We got these dead bodies up yeah. here. Now, how did these garbage cans? Well, you know, Michael never drove before. That would have been like a cool little thing about it, you know? Yeah. And I think I think that's where, um, you know, not to go on to the Jason series, but the Jason series kind of played into that. You know, they made it funny and you know, especially. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street really perfected it. it. Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street was something else. But uh, yeah. sorry, I don't want to go on another subject. But. Do you know just the uh, the Michael Myers mask? Do you know what the mask was shaped after? Uh, Star I, Trek. I know, I know, I know. It's William Shatner's. William Shatner. As William Shatner's face was the uh, the the model for the Michael Myers mask, which I, I always thought. Do they know if that mask actually existed and they just used it, or did they actually? I don't, ask, I don't actually know. Yeah, uh, they actually asked hey, William Shatner. You know, this was in the seventies. He was broke. Hey. That's that's another thing to think about. Like why I like the first two so much is because it's very low budget, except for you know. Yeah, and the, the mask simple. again. I think. That mo that a kid back in that time would have probably scared the hell out of him because that's a creepy looking mask. And he doesn't talk. That's just, great. I mean, in the first one, he also heavily breathes. Yeah, a lot. But he doesn't when talk. he's killing. And you know, if imagine Michael Myers talking and he has a New Jersey accent. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, think about the, how that would mess things up. You know. The when I was a kid watching <laughs> these, of course, I have to say. I got my start of watching scary movies from my Aunt Donna. I would go to her house, and they would always be watching horror movies, and that's where I kind of started first started watching Halloween movies. But the part that would always scare me, always scare me in the very first one, is the part where they play the music, dun, 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 yeah, and he's across the street. And that was intense. The part where the little boy's in the corner, he's like, he's coming, he's coming. And he's walking across the street, or, you know, and, trying, and she's banging on the door. You know, you know let a me part, in, let a me in. A part that actually kind of got me is when, after that closet scene, and he's laying on the bed, and she's over by the stairs, and he gets up, and then he looks towards her and that, starts coming that after is, her. That is, that is original type of deal. In other words... Where you know before then, you didn't know whether someone was down or not. Okay, they did a little bit in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They did do that. So you know, I I, I think I killed this guy, and he's dead. 
and I'm relaxing. I finally let my guard down. And then I'm giving somebody a hug or crying. I'm relieved it's over. And then he shows back up. And then the tension goes right back up. Yeah. And that kind of, that became the cliche that is today. You know, a lot of these great movies, and we talked about this, you know, especially with Michael Myers, started a ton of cliches that kids today, they won't even be able to comprehend because it's so ingrained in movies nowadays. You know, there's always that second jump. You know. I mean, of course, horror movies in uh, today's world are a lot more predictable. Yeah. Well, and because it's been done over and back over. Back when again. we, me and Tim were kids, we really didn't see the trailers. No. They didn't have a trailers coming again, out. Like I mean, everything to, going so. back to The Exorcist that was original, and that scared a lot of people. I know it scared you, and they you said okay. that was one of the best. You know what was scary about The Exorcist? That was a twelve-year-old girl. Who her head was spinning and was masturbating with a crucifix and all these things that nobody ever saw. They never saw anything like that or saying, you know, lick me, lick me, fuck you. All these things, a little 12 year old, pretty little girl that we got to know, her name was Reagan, and we and she was just a sweet little rosy cheeked girl. And then they turned, turned her into that. Yeah. And if, it, if that can happen to her, it can happen to anybody. Well, that and then footage said it was based on a true story, not uh, her, not was it wasn't a girl, it was actually a boy. Yes. But me being Catholic too, that, you know, I actually... I mean, definitely, I mean, actually, that, that a religious, you know, people weren't used to that type of thing either. Still to this day, Tyler, people still see the Catholic priest as someone that can get rid of evil. Okay? Still to this day. And it's because of that movie. You know, if you have a haunted house, go get a priest. Not a preacher, not a uh, Muslim, you know, imam or anything like that. You go get a Catholic priest. And you exercise this. Well, they, you know, not, but they, they, the Roman, you know, the Nazis actually have a exorcism yeah. uh, thing in Rome. I but think. I think it really got in the consciousness of people after that movie. I mean, and even today, if you want to perform an exorcism, you have to get, you still have to run it by the, the Vatican City, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's they, kinda... have to, they have to prove it, or the priest has to ignore the ruling and do it himself, which he can be excommunicated for doing. So, but... You know, it's an interesting, there's an interesting parallel, and then all you know. Okay, so we we've had all these new newer movies where there's little girls who do terrible things, and kids today when they watch The Exorcist, they think it's funny because well, she's doing all this crazy stuff, and but you know, it was just seen, like I said, it was just different for their time. Do you do you yeah. remember when we actually let the boys? Watch it. Yeah. Uh, we, and they, they laughed. And you had, we had all their, you know, their, your buddies over. It was at a party. I think it was at your birthday party. And they were all watching Exorcist. And they were all sitting around laughing. I'm like, what are y'all laughing about? And they're like, this is stupid. And I was like, what are you kidding me? <laughs> well, we didn't think it this was stupid. It was the grudge. Me. You have the yeah. grudge. 
you have a lot of movies that came out mm. that exploited the little girl thing that does terrible things and that had never been done before. Yeah. So the kids today, they won't be able to witness that at all because, and not only that, but you have spoof movies mm-hmm. who make fun of the very actions that go on in a horror movie, like the spider walk and, and all these different <laughs> things that are going on, you know, and, and, that that's kind of de-emphasizes a little bit. Which of course, the spider walk. It was a deleted scene in The Exorcist, which they probably should have included it. But uh, they had a. I'm sure you've seen it, right? That yeah. deleted scene. Yeah. I really yeah. think it wasn't wasn't needed. Well, a lot of the faces in the wall and stuff too, which I didn't. Yeah, I mean, but the, the spider I, I don't walk like is the director's cut at all. I like the the, the spider walk cut version. Is that's that's creepy. Yeah. And again, that would have scared uh, a very young kid at that time. Yeah. Again, it's just completely different times because, like you said, a lot of horror movies keep getting done the same over and over again. Really predictable. You know what's going to happen. Well, and then back in that those early 70s, the only movie before that that was kind of – that was scary, that was big, was Rosemary's Baby. But other than that, they didn't have really a movie like or that. Or – I remember my mom saying that I think it yeah. was Night, uh, Night of the Living Dead. And then before that was Dracula. And Frankenstein. And of course you had silent movies back in like the eight, uh, early 1900s like Noah's Frack too. Yeah. And you know, you, like the you said, Dracula too. The problem with today too. is nothing is original. Yeah, they just it's, want to keep doing the like, they want to reboot everything. They rebooted Friday the 13th, wasn't good. They rebooted uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, wasn't good. Rebooted Halloween. Uh, some parts were good, but the majority of it was bad. I mean, there's who a lot of reboots. I'm just gonna say, who rebooted Nightmare on Elm Street and not make it funny? Yeah, I made who it a, too who, serious. Who was that stupid? It, it's you know, he's comical. I mean, yeah, it was. It was. It had scary parts, but it. Yeah. it he, but he's just a smart. Freddy Krueger was a sick. You know, he he was a a, a sick depraved person. You know, he yeah. he had a sick sense of humor, and I, I think. You know, whoever rebooted that, but I'm not going to get too caught up in Nightmare. But you know, of course, you have Jackie Her- uh, Oral Haley. Uh, I think James Earl Haley. I think. Yeah, Jackie Jamie. Yeah. I think it's Jackie. Uh, anyway, you have him playing the new. Uh, but he's capable Freddy of being Cooper. funny. You saw him in. Uh, yeah, the you know uh, semi-pro. So yeah. You know, playing the pilot. But I don't know if you saw this. Robert England just come out and said that he probably has enough. Gas for one more Freddy, which that he, would be. He just he just did a character for the Goldbergs, uh, movie about it's about the eighties. It's a TV series, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, but he played him in a Halloween special, I think. I don't know if he's referring to that or a new movie, but I'm not so sure you do another Freddy with with him. He's getting think, old too. Yeah, well, it's, it's the same thing with the original Michael Myers coming back, Nick Castle. Yeah, he's just he won't be able to do a lot because the man is what seventy plus years old. He's he's up there, so he is in the movie, but the majority of it was from a stunt person. Yeah, but I, I just think that they redo the same kind of movie over and over and over. Uh, again. A movie, I mean, that a thing that's been completely hampered was is the found footage film. Which we'll talk about that in a, a short while. But. Well, I, I want to want to reference to that too. Um, you mentioned about them kind of repeating things over and over again. Me and uh, Michelle and, and I just ran into a movie 
that I really liked. It was called the, uh, was it called the Keeping Hours? Yeah. And uh, the thing that I liked about it is I went in thinking it was a horror movie. And then at the end of the movie, it became something completely different, actually quite beautiful. And I liked that. Not because, you know, I wanted to see a horror movie, but I like being tricked. You know, that's kind of nice. But you're thinking it's it's a ghost story. And about a little boy. Well, it could then, be a demonic story. That's too. what I thought too. Yeah. That he like, because I trash. remember seeing the trailer like while he had the boy, and then the uh, while he was talking to the boy, brought in something demonic. Yeah. And that's where I thought by the trailer, that's yeah. where the that's movie what was you thought going. it was going, and, and come to find out, it wasn't anything at all. Um, I I don't want to give the ending, but it's it's actually yeah. really. Really good movie that I highly right. recommend. To finish our rankings, we're going to go about this pretty quickly. Not quickly, but, you know. Number four, I have four, and then number five, I have Halloween five. Which, I, I like those because the majority of it was Donald Pleasance. They added in uh, Lori Strode's daughter, I kinda, Jamie. I, yeah, I like the four uh, better than five. So, mine was the four, five. Are you going to do the next one, too? Uh, number six, I, had, I actually, I know you don't like it. I actually liked uh, Resurrection. Because I, I really like the story of them, like, it's a reality uh, TV show or online thing. And they're going to Michael Myers' old house. I, I really like the story. I liked, not a lot of people, again, I know you didn't like it a lot, but I liked Buster Rhymes in that. I thought he was a yeah. good, I thought he was kind of funny with his kung fu and he, he tries to do kung fu against Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was hilarious. That is pretty good. Yeah, but by the way, and we're talking about dated, that's probably the second most dated movie out of all of them because it really showed its age. The two thousand two technology and things. And you like can't that. go the wrong. Streaming, the streaming's really terrible. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, uh, what's uh, the main girl in that movie? That's another uh, fact that I found. She apparently for some reason she couldn't scream. Like, in just in general, like, she could not scream, so they had to add, like, uh, her screaming. They had to after, scream yeah. Over, yeah. But, again, I, for Resurrection, I really enjoyed the story. of I just like the story of the, them going back inside Michael's old house. He comes back home and starts picking them off. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't but, know. I just really liked it. And then you have... Busta Rhymes is kind of funny in that. He kind of describes Michael as, I kill a shark. <laughs> <laughs> what is he called? Like kill a shark. I know my <laughs> one of my favorite Busta Rhymes scenes is when Michael him he starts fall, uh, Michael starts following him and then yeah. Michael looks at him crooked like and then uh, Busta Rhymes goes, "What you doing here? <laughs> You're supposed to be outside. You must be outside." And he like he said, "Go back with uh, Tyra Banks character," and then Tyra Banks gets killed. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty I just good. love, like I said, I enjoy the story in Resurrection. I like the beginning, also with Laurie Strode. Uh, yeah, I just, I think again, again she dies again. Um, so, but again, I, I think I like Busta Rhymes, and of course, it was kind of gruesome. Uh, you have American Pie character, uh, was his name Thomas Thomas, Thomas Ian, Ian Nichols. Nicholas Nicholas, and uh. Of course, he gets uh, his head squeezed in by Michael in that movie, which is kind of sad. But yeah. uh, 
Well, my number six is. And then you have the blonde chick. I don't know what her name is, but I thought she was. It was Brittany Murphy at first, but of course, her at the top of the stairs. She screams. She sees Michael and gets her head chopped off. And then uh, I think that's always iconic throughout the movies is him coming downstairs, and then the music is playing. Yeah. Or him walking. Yeah. And uh, after he chops off that girl's head, she he starts walking down, and yeah, the guy who was like a chef trying to fight him with knives. Yeah. You got a whole range of different things. Also, that was the last thing about Resurrection. Really intense when the last, the main character, and she's like texting that guy back and forth on that oh, thing. Oh, when he says, where, where are you? He goes. And they're watching it like on the, over at a different house. Texting from a flip phone. <laughs> I don't even think it was a flip phone. Uh, I was trying one of those. Uh, yeah. Resurrection was 2002. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it, that was really intense. I thought because there, because of the whole point of the story was it was like a reality thing online. Uh, was it called Scared Entertainment? Uh, Scared Entertainment. Or something. something like yeah, that. something like that. And they have a Halloween party, and the uh, the guy who's watching it with a whole bunch of and he gets oh everyone else involved and like oh tell her he's coming down the hallway and then i just don't know hide 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 yeah and i i just again i just really enjoyed like the story of resurrection yeah. uh let's see my number six is h2o shortest movie the ever. shortest movie that, ever. Uh, h2o is my number seven so i you know it's okay. It's got Josh Hartnett in it, but I think it was his first movie. He's kind of disappeared now. But is it Michelle Williams in that one too? Michelle, yeah, yeah. He plays his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. She's in it, and I think. But yeah. LL Cool okay. J's in it too, right? Yeah. LL Cool J. With his lips. Yeah. The way. Yeah. He's in it, and uh. But yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're ranking them, that's how that's how I'll go. And my my. It's Resurrections next for me, and then it was the third one. I think an iconic scene in that in that um, in H two O was uh, it was intense too with uh, Michelle Williams and Josh Harnett uh, trying to get back inside the house, and then Lori oh, gets there and she closes she the door. He drops the keys. He yeah. drops the keys. <laughs> and outside of the gate, and he's taking the knife, and he's yeah, and uh, she like, closes she. She closes the door and she's face to face with Michael. I just, I think that it's not, I mean, I didn't dislike H2O. It's just, you know, it was a short movie and I don't think it was the best of the, certainly not the uh, top, you know, of the Halloween movies. Uh, Like I said, H2O was my number seven. Uh, The the Ron Zombie ones are at the very. Yeah, those are the last. uh, Those. Those Rob Zombie uh, reboots are the last two for me. Uh, number eight was actually a season of The Witch. You both agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just... I mean, it was okay, but it's so dated. And I like so the... I mean, I, again, it's another... I like the story. It's just, you know... Not a lot, I, not I, a I, lot I, of people... I, I don't think... I'm, I'm not crazy about the movie, I mean... But I do appreciate where it was coming from. And that is... Um, you know, John Carpenter trying to do a truly horrific story about Halloween and taking kids, with, which was considered sacred back then, not now. You know, they want to go out trick-or-treating, watch a little TV and go out trick-or-treating afterwards. And uh, for someone to kind of throw a wrench and all that is 
was it was pretty good. Yeah. You know. There's another thing about the Halloween H two O. In the very beginning, Jamie Lee Curtis's mother is actually in it, which is Janet Lee, and mm-hmm. she that was her. Uh, I was actually her first movie since The Fog in 1980. Yeah, which she, uh, which was directed by John Carpenter, Carpenter and had Jamie, uh, Lee, Jamie Curtis. Lee Curtis in it too. And yeah. also a favorite of Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, she's in Psycho. So, but that was before when I liked Jamie Lee Curtis. So I ain't gonna say nothing else about that. But yeah, it's just <laughs> too much to go into. But yeah. Uh, so that's a little bit of rankings of how we stand. But definitely, Halloween is one of the most successful franchises. I think for a movie, uh, very well known. If you show someone. A Michael Myers mask. They're they gonna. They're, they'll know who what it is. Or Jason, but Jason too is the iconic. Yeah, of course the the hockey mask. Uh, let's see some other uh, some other fun facts. Uh, let's see here. John Carpenter is a Kentucky boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just uh, found yeah. that out. I did not know yeah. that. He went to Western. He's his hometown is Bowling Green, Bowling. Kentucky. Yeah. Went to Western Kentucky University and then. Uh, his dad was a uh, he was, was a, in the music department. Yes, he's a head of the music. He department. he chaired the music department, yeah. and then I think after that, John Carpenter left Western Kentucky, and went to USC. USC, and then he went into the uh, arts department there and dropped out. Thankfully, he did because uh, after that, he started making movies. Yeah, and uh, you don't need an education to make a good movie. No. Nope. You don't you need, do not. you know, it's sometimes it's best to learn Just on Just look the at job. people who make porn. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Uh, so, some original titles for some Halloween, the Halloween movies. Uh, for the first one, his original title in the screenplay from John Carpenter, The Babysitter Murders, hmm. was the original title. Uh, and he also initially, John Carpenter, wrote the screenplay for a sequel to Canadian slasher film Black Christmas. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. So that's what, oh, kind of fun facts. Halloween 6, original title. And this was like, <coughs> this was down the deeps title. Like they were going with it. And there were some, there were some trailers that even used it. But they eventually, they changed it the last minute for whatever reason. But the original title was Halloween 666, Origin of Michael Myers. The Origin of Michael Myers. Which, again, that was, they were down in the deeps. They were about to use it, but for whatever reason, they changed it to The Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, number five, uh, during production, the the title was Halloween 5, and things go bump in the night. Oh Lord! Which was I don't know. What a if, terrible title. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that sounds like uh, Halloween Five. During a fight scene between Doctor Loomis and Michael, Donald Pleasance broke uh, the actor who played Michael's nose. Kind of, kind of interesting there. Uh, I think it was Halloween Four. Uh, there was a writer strike, and writer Alan B. McElroy. Wrote the script in eleven days. You can tell. <laughs> I love four, but you know, you kind of, kind of can tell. Again, I said this earlier. The iconic score for the Halloween films was done in just four days too. 
which is uh, it was pretty cool. And those are some just uh, uh, in the second Halloween yeah. film. In order to keep her hair from the original, she wore a rig wig throughout the second movie. And uh, another fact about the Halloween movies, which I think is funny, is the movie set in Haddonfield, Illinois, but that one it too. was actually filmed in California. And then there are some scenes when they're uh, Laurie Strode and her friends are walking down the sidewalk. You can see palm trees in the back. So you can go back and you can go back and watch it, and you can try to see if you can see the palm trees. And they actually, they actually they had, also they made, actually had it playing on AMC, and you could, uh, if you look really, you can tell. Well, another thing is too is uh, California. They don't have leaves. Uh, a lot of leaves, you know, they don't, their leaves don't fall like, you know, here and all, you know. Right. So Ball. they actually had to bring in leaves <laughs> and had, had a big wind, ton, wind, you know, fan going that would blow around the leaves everywhere. So I thought that was pretty cool. All right, guys, during a, uh, uh, so that was kind of this first segment going over Halloween. And in the next segment, the second segment, we're going to be talking about who would win between Freddy, uh, I was about to say Freddy Mercury. <laughs> that would be funny. Freddy Mercury, no, I, I'd said it. Freddy Krueger. Fre- I don't know why I can't, Freddy Krueger, uh, Michael Myers, and Jason Voorhees, we're going to discuss who would really win in that triple threat match? Uh, and we're also going to go over our uh, our best horror movies of all time, the best franchises. And also, what movies we saw when we were young that just absolutely scared us. And we can also mention a movie that kind of just scared us, you know, in recent years. And we're also going to talk about the best movie we've seen and also possibly the worst movies we've seen in the next segment. So, this is the end of the first segment. Thank you, guys. Welcome back, guys. Second segment, Halloween special for the Man Cave Sports Podcast. Maz in studio. Not really studio. It's inside of a house, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also with me, as always, Tim. We're talking a lot of Halloween movies today because, you know, it's, it's, it's spooky season. It's almost Halloween. It's the time of the year. My it's the time, time of the year. I love fall. But, you know, continuing uh, talking about uh, scary movies, horror movies. First segment, of course, we talked uh, about uh, Halloween movies uh, from the Halloween franchise. So now we're going to discuss our top five of the best movie franchises or horror movie franchises of all time. Uh, You start off, start us off on that one. Uh, well, number one is Halloween, followed by my favorite two is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, then the Friday the 13th, uh, actually I got a little bit more, <laughs> Paranormal Activities, uh, with the marked ones being one of my favorites, uh, then I would have to say The Conjuring, um, movies with Insidious, and that's James Wan, so I'll link them all together. But um, 
and then the screams. I've got a question for you. What, what is it about the marked ones that you like, um, Paranormal Activity? Because I know a lot of people... I mean, it got slammed in the it, box it office. Really it got, it well, got not, slammed. Just, not just box office, but uh, not a lot of critics liked it. We're terrible, but I liked right. it too. I, 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 I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think a part of the reason I liked it is because it was different. Because they had uh, Halloween 3, not Halloween. They had Paranormal Activity 3, which was, they did, was a prequel. And then 4 was a different story. Not really, It's not a different story, but a whole new family. Uh... And I think it was just different from what they were going, and I think it was I think it was different, and they were able to tie in certain things, like the ending when they go back and uh, when they go back in time, well, I, or the, when they go that tra old time traveling door, and they yeah. explains. I mean, uh, going back to Katie's and uh, Mika's house. I think Bloom's really good at tying in movies and sequels to each other. Um, yeah, again, I think I mean, don't you think it was different? Do you understand what I or do you know what I mean by thinking it's different than other? Yeah, I, I just think it's. It, it was, was funny. A, it was it was and it's funny too. It's, it's not funny, all serious, and you, know, you and you actually like the characters. Well, I I think for me and I, Michelle, I think you probably would agree with this. Is Grandma is yeah. what made that movie good because uh, she was a very sympathetic character. The boys not so much. The boys. <coughs> The boys were typical teenagers, kind of into the submission, they did stupid breaking stuff. and entering, yeah. stuff like that. But uh, really, the grandma... Going down a flight of stairs with a, uh, a laundry basket. Well, no, I was about, you know, like breaking and entering and stuff. And they, they were, they knew gang members and things like that. Not to say they weren't sympathetic, they were. But I think the grandma was the big hook for me. I mean, I really... Enjoyed her character. I, I mean, thought. and you also knew when things were getting serious because she was a very Catholic yeah. you know, grandma. And yeah. There you go with, with the Catholic stuff. <laughs> right. And, yep. and and then, you know, like I said, you just knew when things were starting to get really serious is when she got scared. Yeah. See, I think I, I the, 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 the franchises that really scare me the most, which I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, is anything to do with demons. Because it's, like, that could I mean, potentially, I mean, all the you know killings and you know the guy stalking people and killing them, stuff, yeah. you know, but the demon thing, you know, which of course, in, you know, today that that type of movie is so overdone with the demon possession movie because you have like the hauntings of and you know stuff like that, but yeah. you just it's like like I said earlier in the episode of this podcast. I mean, just, it's predictable. And demons, and not to get too technical, but demons are always about desecrating innocence. And I think one of the reasons they don't appeal to this generation is because nobody has innocence. I was going to talk about this earlier. You know, you as a kid, Tyler, growing up, knew a thousand time more, times more information than we ever did. You know, we never knew uh, that little girls could be possessed by demons and things like that. We, we were protected from those type of things. Where you guys grew up in a generation where there's school shootings, 
there's all these terrible things and it's all over the place and you know about it. And I think that our generation was much more innocent about things. And I, I definitely think that is one of the big differences. Um, your generation's more about a jump scare. Our generation's more about it can the happen, fear of the unknown. And it can happen to anybody. Yeah, yeah. and the fear of the unknown. You know, y'all don't have an unknown. We do. You know, we did. You know, y'all don't have it. Because y'all know, you know, information's everywhere. You just get online or anything like that. You know, if you were to ask a five-year-old kid um, about domestic violence back then, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. Or maybe they knew because they witnessed it in their own family, but they wouldn't have known anything about it. Kids today, they know about it. They're taught about stranger danger. They're taught about, you know, all the things that we would have considered horrific, you know. And I, I think that's the main difference. One reason that you guys don't make scary movies is because you don't have that. Mm -hmm. You know, we had it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And uh, going back to your number one Halloween, I think it's definitely, uh, definitely one of the best fr uh, horror movie franchises. Mm -hmm. And it's also, I get one of the uh, most well known. Because if you uh, if you show anyone a a Halloween mask or the the Michael Myers mask nine times out of ten they'll they'll get the answer right on what whose mask it is you know the Michael Myers and this, uh, the same thing can go for uh, the Friday the Thirteenth movies uh, because you know, it's iconic hockey mask and people are going to relate that to uh, Jason Voorhees. Or Freddy's Claws. And Freddy's Claws. I mean, a lot of these movies, you know, of course, have symbolic uh, fe features to them. So, and uh, going to my list, Halloween, of course, number one. Friday the 13th, number two. Number three, Nightmare on Elm Street. Number four, the Paranormal Activity franchise. And number five, the, the Conjuring uh, universe, the Conjuring movies. I got, I got a question for you. This is kind of interesting about Wes Craven and Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, originally, they did not want Freddy Krueger to have the fedora on his head. They wanted him to wear a baseball cap. Can you imagine? That wouldn't work. Yeah. Can you imagine Freddy Krueger with a baseball cap? Oh, guys. And actually, uh, the irony of it is that Wes Craven almost gave in to it. And there was only one person that insisted on the fedora. Robert England? Yep. And so yeah. uh, that that's another reason, you know, we're talking about the reboots. There is no Freddy Krueger without Robert England. That is his character. Yes. And, you know, that's why I don't hey, want him know, to redo it. That, that's the difference also. And Michael Myers has a gone, uh, Halloween movies have gone through a series of different uh, actors for Michael Myers and mm -hmm. but, uh, with, but with uh, Freddy Krueger is different because he talks because and he talks and he's animatic you know yeah the, and Jason Voorhees is, of course went through a series of different but, yeah. then again he people. don't he don't talk either like, yeah so but there can only be one Freddy and that's Robert England I, I just think that that's see that's why I nobody think nobody else Craven, could do him I think Wes Craven gives a middle finger to the genre because. Freddy Krueger is like anti 
you know, slasher flick. Even though he's slashing, he talks, he's funny, he's even relatable to a point. He makes okay? the he makes the killing. And then you, all these other characters, they're faceless monsters, they're silent killers. And we're talking about Scream. Okay? Scream is another one that is kind of a middle finger to the genre. Because, you know, we were talking about dropping the keys or tripping and all this different stuff. Well, instead, the, the victim's doing that. Yeah. In the Scream movies, it's not the victims that are tripping and things like that. It, the actual killer is yeah. falling down. He's cutting himself by accident and all those different things. So Wes Craven is an interesting character because he kind of uh, has a, a different, you know, perspective on the, on the, uh, the killer, you know, the, the killer. Well, and also, too, the killer's... Slashers. And Freddy Krueger, you know, he, he was actually a, a real man. I mean, I, so is Halloween and Jason. But they're kind of mythical, I guess. Yeah. You could say, but you know, on screen they were, you know, teenagers real, real that people. were killing. There was real people killing and stuff like that. So, but you always, you could always say, you know, oh, they're gonna get away. Yeah. You know, because they are yeah. just teenage. The kids screams are also whatever. good. Is this, you know, every single one was a whodunit film, and you're usually, most of the time, you were surprised about. Uh, who the killer was. And, and a lot of comedy, too. You know, he, he married the horror genre with the, the comedy. I mean, you know, the scream, uh, the screams are funny. And, you know, I, Nightmare on Elm Street invented it. You know, the horror slash comedy film. And they had a little bit of that in like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and older ones, but it was more sadistic comedy rather than just yeah. fun, you know? It kind of, the Texas Chainsaw franchise is, to me, it's just, especially, you know, the first one is just, it, I didn't like it at all. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like it. And I really, that's another thing with the, what, I really don't like really gory or really, uh, what they call it, torture porn yeah. kind of movies. I mean, I've well, I've seen them. Uh, I've seen m m most of the Texas Chainsaws, and I've seen you know like Hostel, uh, and a couple other you know of them, and it's just the saws. But if you think about it, the '80s did plenty of torture porn. They were just gore fests. That's what they called them. Okay, um, where the where the newer torture porns are more about sadism. You know, where the the 80s were kind of, you know, gratuitously just gross, you know. Yeah. And and I think I think that's a difference between because the the torture porn today is more cynical. It's 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 just mean spirited. And I think that is one of the I'm glad that that kind of that genre died out. Because I didn't care for it at all either. I mean, I just there's no point in seeing somebody cut just, their leg off. I just like uh, really, same thing for the uh, the Saw movies. That's what that's what I was getting to is the Saw movies is, this, is exactly that. They have a new one out I think on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and Jigsaw. I, I, Jigsaw, and I watched it, and it is just it's all I, I had to keep on turning my head because I'm like, 
Yeah. I don't want to see that. You no. know, I just don't. It's yeah. not scary to me. Sometimes you know? less is more. Yeah. It, it I really just, is. On a scary movie, the thing I like most is the uh, the feeling of being actually scared where I can't watch the screen because I'm scared what's going to happen. Yeah, not actually having it happen and then turning your head because it's so gross. Because it's so gross. <laughs> That's so, a good point. Less is more. And if anybody... Uh, even in like the... the movies, please remember, less is more. Sometimes silence is better than violence or noise. Even know? in the, the Friday the 13th movies... Uh, when Jason was, when he cut someone's throat, there wasn't blood gushing out all over the place. No. I mean, it was it just... It was real quick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you saw it, but it didn't gross you out. Yeah. No. You know, I mean, it was... And even know, when they, the reboot of Jason, the new one... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in 2009, 2010, you know, I really didn't like it. I mean, to me, I they just... They made them different. I just like my older, the older horror films you know the ones that you know really kind of scared you you know I, I guess I have that memory as a kid being really scared and I you know go back to that but well you know well, and, you know and sometimes um, and I, I believe this you know sometimes I want to say less is more in other words more a little more Alfred Hitchcock you know where in other words you're anticipating something, but it either never happens or it becomes kind of a anticlimactic type of deal. And when you anticipate, the, the to me, the fear is in the anticipation, not the result. Once the results happen, it's over. But if you anticipate something happening, happening then that makes it really good. Um, you know, let me give you an example. This is not exactly a, a horror film, but I would consider it a suspense or a, even a thriller. Something like Signs, okay, which is the M. Night Shyamalan, M. Night Shyamalan film. And, you know, you, you don't even see aliens throughout the movie. You see little hands here and there and things like that. But it was always the anticipation of... A, something happening that made that movie good and I think a lot of horror movies can do that too horror movies don't need to be gory and I, I definitely think that's what made the paranormal activities good too yeah you know the parent the, the swelling sound and anticipation of something happening that is an atmosphere do you remember the first time or you remember when we were the, we saw paranormal activity one in the theaters yeah it was hilarious. I mean, yeah. the the see the see. Uh, my favorite part of that was the gay couple standing sitting in the front, and they were embracing each other and they were terrified. And they and for like fifteen minutes they had their jackets over their heads yes. because they didn't want to see the screen. I really I really enjoyed <laughs> it that. It was funny because you know and and that's part of it too. You know. I could literally, uh, and I think YouTube's done this too, you know, where they show people getting scared and things like that, and or the Paranormal Activity franchise, where they actually, instead of going directly to the critics and saying this is great and all that, instead they showed the audience reacting to the movie itself, which that made me want to go see it. That, that makes that makes a whole 
a big difference is rather than seeing actual footage, you see how scared that the audience gets. Yes. And that make again that makes you want to go see it because you come into the movie expecting you're gonna get you know, your ass scared. When off. Exorcist uh, first aired, you know when it first came out in the movies, they were talking about everybody leaving the theater in yeah. tears and throwing up, you know, and all that because it was so scary to them. You know, they've never seen anything like that before. But I remember coming home after seeing Paranormal Activity. Yeah. And I was actually kind of scared. You yeah. know, the parts where they grabbed her foot off the bed and dragged oh, her that, off the bed. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to put my foot off the bed, you and, know. And that's, that's something I think they exploited really well, too, which is vulnerability. You know, there's nothing more vulnerable. You know, you go back to Alfred Hitchcock in, in Psycho. You're taking a shower. You have a curtain pulled. And you're vulnerable. And Somebody you have, could come up and stab you while you're taking a shower. And then you have, like, they take a outside of the house and you see someone coming up the, yeah. the stairs. Yeah. Or, or um, you know, you're sleeping in the paranormal activities and someone yanks, takes your leg and starts carrying you off. You know, and it's like, what? You know, wow. It was kind of like when, when we first moved in here. And you all, you you and the boys went left and went somewhere, and I was here painting the, the bathroom by the front door, mm-hmm. and I had the windows open, it was at night, and the dogs, I had the door shut, and all of a sudden, all the dogs started barking and really going crazy, and I remember calling you, and I'm like, are you all here? And they're, yeah. and like, and they're like, no, but I had a fear, like, I'm, I'm afraid to open this door because I'm afraid somebody's going to be there, you know. Mm-hmm. But that that's that's what the f- they need to exploit yeah. is things like that, you know. Um, walking alone in the dark, um, you know. Just make it more, like, uh, realistic. Like, it could happen to anyone type of Everyday deal. fears, yes, yeah. are much more effective than big, elaborate... Well, maybe you know, we should write a movie. You know? uh, yeah, I don't know about but that. But no, I'm just saying, you know, living out here in the country, you know, we, we do have new neighbors now, but, you know, we live out in the country and there's no, we don't hardly have nobody around us and it's dark and, yeah. you know, we just think, like, I'm not ever staying here at night by myself. Well, whenever I'm taking, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, whenever I take the dogs out at night, uh, I mean, I'll, I hear little things. I mean, I know it's not really anything but still i mean i get creeped out by it well you know when we talked about you know our biggest fears you know that we have and i have some really bad ones but i have some really simple ones too one of my big fears you know say living in the country and it's night and i put my dogs out i worry about a predator coming and getting them and and i actually play that in my head i know it sounds terrible what I would do in that situation, you know, um, how would I react to it, you know, and, and things like that. And I think about uh, this, you know, this is what horror, you know, I think this is horror. This is the way horror writers think, you know, I'm putting my dog out and there's this hawk up there flying around. And you, you think about that hawk flying down sinking its talons in your dog, your beloved dog who you love very much, you know, do anything for, and and then they're gone, just like that, you know, and, and that's, that's 
horror. You know, the problem with horror today is horror's sensationalized. And it doesn't need to be. It, it can be just simple just things. simple little scares, you know. Like, uh, 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 it. It wasn't big on jump scares. I just had, like, little ones. I have a, I have a perfect one. Uh, well, there's things that we do. We were always, when, we, when Tyler's home, and before he left for school, we always have a, a movie night. And we're like, okay, let's get a scary movie. Let's see if we can find a scary movie. So we rented a movie, I think one time this summer, called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yes. And it's on Voodoo. I think you probably rented, but yeah. it was actually a very suspenseful, intense It was movie. original, too. It's it like a, a, just a work situation. They had a, a, a son and a father who worked in a, a morgue. Mortuary. Yeah. And this, you know, creepy stuff starts happening, and they, not to spoil it, but I mean, they both get them the, end the, up getting killed in the end. Well, the part you where, it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. But anyway, the part where he he's a he's hiding from this, I guess you you know, ghost or hiding from this entity. In that one room, and then you have, and you see that it's light on the outside and it's dark inside. And you just know that she's walking down the hallway. And then the, her the feet. with the the uh, the bell on their tied to their uh, foot, Toes. yeah, or their toe. And then you have them walking, and you hear it, and you hear them stop, and they're at the door. And then you see her feet appearing at the door. And you're like, oh my this god, this is creepy. Oh, and it, it was I, a I good. I gotta tell you, one of the problems movie. I had with that movie, and I like that movie too. One of the problems I had with that movie was the explanation. Of who she was, this girl, and all that. Do you really need that? You no. know, I, I would like. I would like to say, you know, it would be a mystery. Well, why did all this stuff happen? Why do we have to tie it all together in a nice little package? You know, she was a part of a witch cult or something like that. You don't have to do that. I'd like a cop coming up and saying, "What the hell happened here?" And I had no clue why all this stuff happened. Yeah. yeah, and and we don't know either. We just know we just witnessed what happened, but we have no idea why it came yeah. about. I mean, we, you know, just going back to not to change the subject, but not just going back to what you said about just normal day every situations. I remember back in the uh, back in the winter, uh, we were watching a movie downstairs, and then. Uh, were you upstairs uh, taking the dogs out or something, and you saw someone outside? Well, I. Do you I remember think, that? I, and I you remember were, and you. you w one of the one of the worst things I've had while I was here was you were putting the dogs out or something, and you started yelling. And uh, I remember Ryan made the comment, "I've never seen you run down a stairs that fast before." And I forgot exactly what it was, um, but it's it, something that really terrified me because that played into my fears about the dogs mm -hmm. and something happening to them, you know. And, it was Elliot and the geese. Oh, that's right. That's right. And uh, come outside, and I, I witnessed the cartoon character, cartoon caricature 
of a goose attacking my dog. So what I decided to do, I decided to step in between the dog and the goose and start slapping the goose in the neck. <laughs> and I slapped him a couple times, and I felt really bad about it later because I, I found just, out his I wish I wife saw it because I could just... just I felt really bad about it because I just found out his wife just laid eggs like two feet away from that, and all he was doing was. I, I could just imagine eggs. you just coming outside and just start. Bitch, it was hilarious. Just start bitch slapping the geese. Yeah. Dude, I felt like Rocky, man. I'm like, serious. You want some of this? You want yeah. some of this? It's like, get away, bitch. I, I anyway. Like, I, I was throwing down. I was like, get away, bitch. You know. And anyway, just going back to normal day. When we went on vacation to Virginia, and all the weird. Uh, the weird shit that started happening in, in that old Victorian house that we were going to stay at. I mean, it that felt like a movie. That was a Victorian house. That was an Italiante. Italiante, yeah. And it was old. And, uh, and that, that felt like... This may everything. seem silly to say, but it felt like a movie. To get, to give some insight to that, we uh, rented and a... This is how, and, you know, it, we'll tell the story, but just to know, I mean, Tim's a big skeptic about if you see something or you hear something, there's a reason behind it. Like, just for example, like a close a door closing by itself. That can be explained by multiple of things. So you know it's serious when even he's a little bit worried yeah, about spooked. the situation. I really did. And and the reason is because all of us were in the room. Well just tell slammed. a story about it. We were gonna Okay, well, um, we were going to, well, I rented a house at Italiante. In Virginia. Uh, it's a three-story house. I don't know if y'all want to look it up and see what it looks like. It's a three-story house. And me and Michelle, we were going to act like the house was haunted. So uh, we bought a little doll. We bought a little spoon. And we made up a story. About a little uh, girl named Mary. About a little girl I remember that named too, Mary. Um who used to play in the house and she was abused by her parents and they actually made her eat her pudding. They punish her and put her in a little small little room, put her in a, and made her eat her pudding with a spoon. So I had a spoon, a, a really old spoon that I bought at the, uh, the local antique mall. I put it upstairs in a small little room and then I put the little baby underneath the bed. And I was like, you know, I just wanted to let you know we're in a haunted house. The kids were crazy about it. They were going yeah, around. Yeah, we stuff. Were, my they brother were and I, we were always in the ghost hunting. Ghost hunting. Yeah. And we, I mean, just the idea, we just always thought it was kind of cool. So, um, you know, the kids, we, we started eating dinner, I think. And, uh, and then mom starts calling out the then, ghost. Yeah, she started calling out Mary. And, you know, and bad mom, idea. Bad idea. I think that pissed off Mary. Then after we got done eating dinner, um, the kids. Uh, Tyler, Did we find Ryan, that guest book after the first that first instance? Well, it was after. Okay, Tyler, Ryan, and Carly. Um, go and looking you, for. Uh, we were going looking for stuff, and yeah, you said you saw because you you put the the doll under yeah. that bed, but you said you saw something, so we look under and we find a doll. Yeah. Uh, so everybody's I, like I said, I, I remember this vividly. We were, on the we, were all, we were all just looking at it. We had put it on the table. We were all just looking at it. And then, uh, was Ryan out? Ryan was Ryan with was us. the last one. 
Yeah, Ryan was. I was downstairs. Yeah, you was were downstairs doing. I always. And yeah. to, okay, to add to this, Daisy was with us. Yes, and Daisy she was acting weird the whole was barking dang time. The whole. She was growling time. and barking. She was standing yeah. at the stairs and growl. That's all she would do. Yeah, so and we it, enter. We're in this room. We're looking at this doll, and then all of a sudden, a door slams shut. And it latches. And it latches. Not locked. It didn't lock, of and, course, but it, it yeah. latched. The thing is, um, there was no breeze or anything and like you, that. And you you tested it immediately. And then afterwards, you, I looked at Ryan. And he said, "You Ryan's did, did eyes, you?" Did. Yeah, Ryan's eyes were big as saucers. And and I asked him. I said, "Did you shut that door?" He go, you know, he didn't even answer. He just shook his head, no. And he was terrified. I mean, you know, when Ryan's, you know, he would have been smiling and yeah. You know, and yeah. You would have and known I, if you'd done if it. If you knew Ryan back then, he wouldn't have done anything remotely like that. He wouldn't. So have. they all started running down the stairs, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And all this different stuff. So we were just freaked because I mean, and then the uh, you well, went back up. Well, before that, to well, add to this story, that we found, after that, that's when I picked up the guest book. We found the guest book, and you were and, just looking to I, see I, if I anyone. I was going through. Mm-hmm. And I found a story about this lady named Mary. It was really cryptic away. how they wrote it. Yeah, whoever wrote it. And it just—it t- was sort of like an official accounting, like almost like what a funeral home would uh, write about someone. It was very matter of fact, and it stated that uh, she passed away in the house. And then you know, and that was basically it. And her name was Mary. And her name was Mary. <laughs> Which that was just so, karma. Okay, so everybody's completely freaked out now. I mean, even uh, Carly was out of her mind. Yeah, she, not Carly out of her mind, crying. but she was she well, was scared. And Ryan about was me and you went back up the stairs. Yeah, and then you started I don't know. And the then well, uh, mom and I went up the stairs. We were just walking through that same room. I just keep thinking that was the room that Carly was going to stay in, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, we were, the, we were walking room, through that same room, the and then room. all of a sudden, you hear three loud on the on upstairs, and that scared the hell out of us. And then uh, mom mom leaves me upstairs to the to the ghost, and she goes downstairs. So and then that's when we walked. Long we, story short, and we went back downstairs. I paid a thousand dollars for a weekend at this place, and it cost a fortune. It was a beautiful house, and we end up scrambling. We left all our luggage up on the third floor. Me and Michelle. Well, all of us did. And yeah. all of us hurried so up we to get like, our so stuff. We were like Scooby Doo crawling up yeah. the stairs. Yeah, we ran upstairs. You guys were all. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And we got in the car and we left. Uh, and we and ended up another going to, thing, where did we go? Kroger or something? We went somewhere. We went, I think we went to. Um, we stopped. Station. I don't think. Yeah. I, don't, and I got on my Gmail. I had the Gmail. I probably still have this uh, email that I sent. Probably. Yeah. I would I imagine you do. Gmail. Um, but and he even told her really you weren't asking. Email yeah. to the lady that rented. And I think she, the way she reacted, was she was thinking I was asking for a refund. Right. And it wasn't that in the case. And I actually said it. I said, look, you know, I'm not looking for a refund or anything, but I just wanted to find out that strange stuff happened in this house before. And I, I described to a T what happened. And she kind of responded back with like a two-sentence thing. Probably thought I was nuts. 
and said that, you know, um, nothing happened or anything like that. And then she sent me an email about, I don't know, half an hour later. I guess she lived nearby, and she said that we left the doors open and stuff like no, that. No, we, we didn't. closed everything. We didn't leave the doors. And, and they and had peacocks. Inside the and, house. And supposedly they were inside the house, and we locked it up. You know, we were in a hurry to get out. But we made but, sure. I mean, once we're, that, we made sure know, the doors were closed had, and locked. This place was like, a, it, was, it, was a, it was actually a bread and, breath, bed and breakfast. We did, and Tim just running out the whole thing. But they actually had cows and horses and yeah. peacocks and a whole bunch of different Remember players. the cows were active The cows too. were, they were in the front of, they had a gate or a fencing up, but they, you could see them from the front porch. And they were sprinting. And they were sprinting back and forth, back and forth. And I let me tell you about the fear, too, that I had uh, when we were packing up trying to go. I was standing by the front porch, and you kept looking up. And I was like, and like the window was like right above my head. Yeah. I remember that. And then I, I was like, what are you looking at? And, he, and you just kept staring at it. And I was like, what are you looking at? Because if you're going to say there's somebody in that damn window... <laughs> I'm just gonna freak out. Yeah. And it, which, I mean, which, I remember uh, you asking. I mean, I was I wasn't like crying or anything. Like I wasn't really. I mean, I was freaked out, but I wasn't hysterical. But I remember you asking Carly and Ryan if you if they wanted to stay. Yeah. And they're like, there was no way in hell. Yeah. Well, once I, you know, because you know me, I'm the skeptic. Yeah. And, and the and fact I that like, I you spent a thousand dollars. And uh, and I was like, well, you and know, that you were we, you were willing so to asked, leave. And I asked if anybody has a problem with staying here, we're leaving, you know, because I don't want anybody to stay anywhere and stay up all night. Who wants to do that? I'm just be so scared to to get to you know after we left, you know, and after the gas station and all that, we went to a hotel and. Paid out the whole you know, so not only paid a thousand dollars, I had to pay like almost two hundred dollars for this hotel because of a dog, because of a ghost, yeah, we had a or whatever yeah. it was. Well, but we I had remember, a dog, so and I, we get in the hotel room, and Daisy's just happy as a lark, and she's, she's back playful, to her being a playful old dog, being her usual self. Yeah. I mean, you could just tell, and it had you know, and we were you know, and me thinking you know, rationalized, well, she was in a strange place, and that's why she was acting the way she was. Well, that hotel was just as strange as any place that we stayed. Just as shady. She never seen it before. Not yeah. You know, and and so for her to act normal and playful, it means that she just and, didn't like that. And, house. and there's also there's people that say that dogs have like a they have a different sensory. Yeah, they have like a different sense than humans. Yeah. Well, to make it worse, it was raining yeah. when we left. The cows we were running. A, we were up in the mountains. And also, there were graveyards. And the, yeah. the, the... We didn't know where the, we were going. We had, the boondocks of Virginia. And well, also, we, we didn't have no cell phone service. Yeah. We had no TV. We were actually there. We, were we had a full the, tank of gas, though. Yes. That's a good thing. But we actually were going to watch The Walking Dead. Was it the finale? or Yeah. The, yeah. the season finale the of season, uh, finale. season four. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that take you back a little bit. But, but you know that fear. But that's that's what, it is. what they need yeah. to bottle up and put into a movie. You know, yes. just the because, like I said, I know this sounds silly, but well, that you felt also like have a to movie. Care about the characters. You know, you can't just put somebody through a lot 
that you barely know. And, and it doesn't just think that would that'd be a cool movie idea. I mean, just think. Instead of, like, you know, a family like us going to this house just to stay there for the weekend. Yeah. And, and just some play in and a different state. And it doesn't have to have a big ghost jumping out and yanking their legs out. Yeah. It could be just a couple Simple things, things like uh, the door closing happen. by itself. That's exactly and instead right. of, you know, you know, like us that we left, the family just stays there. It doesn't there. have to be poltergeist, you know, yeah. where they're... There's things coming out of the wall and stuff like that. It could be just simple things. Yeah. And it, like I said, that, and just instead of you know where we left, the family just and is, think about this: you got a little there. girl like Carly, who turns to her uncle and is bawling. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I mean, how could you not empathize with that? That's sort of why I asked. You know, if any of you guys have a problem staying here, we're going. And, and I'm a nervous I'll be eater. honest I, with you. I'll be honest with you. I wanted to leave too, but me being yeah, a there man was, and all that, yeah, I, there, I, you know, I wanted to leave too. Yeah, there was and no way. I don't we think were, anybody had a problem with us. You think that you know this place was so old? The basement, the floor was mud, and there it was dirt. Pro- I, and I hate to say this, but it's true for Kentucky too. If there's a dirt floor, people have been buried there. And the reason is because in the wintertime, if someone passed away, you couldn't go out and dig a hole. They didn't have back holes and things like that. So they actually had to dig underneath the house in the basement because that was the only place where you could break ground and dig deep enough to I'm bury just, bodies. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that now. The, about my, my, great, my great, great, great grandfather... His in Renfro Cemetery in Western Kentucky, his body's buried what used to be the foundation to the house that he lived in. So he actually buried they actually buried him in the house. The house is long gone because I mean this guy fought in the War of 1812. And so you know they buried him in the basement. And it was quite common practice. Nobody got spooked out about it or anything like that. It's just you had to do what you had to do. You're going to put Grandpa out in the field and let animals eat them, or you're going to give them a proper burial where you can. Right. So. Yeah, and like, I just go, like, just you know, going back to the whole horror movie situation, I mean, like I said, you just have a family like us staying at a house for the weekend in a different state, this old house, and like you said, instead of you know, where we left, they just, you know, they stay there. And it'd be interesting to see, like, what ends up happening in the end and how the, that story progresses. And I think that um, that kind of worked for Paranormal Activity, too, because it was no uh, boogeyman. Yeah, was no, it, it was, was all no, invisible. You didn't yeah. see, you know, the actual entity that was, you know, doing everything. Yeah. And, and Paranormal Activity is, you know, of course, is one of my top five best movie franchises. Of course, they've had a couple of stinkers, but you know those those were original, you know, and that really brought the found footage, you know, films, you know, up. And then got them popular. Everybody did the well, actually, the found footage was kind of like the Blair Witch. Yeah, but the, that was but, the original found footage that. But I think, like and then I, I think it died it. down. But I didn't like any of the Blair Witches myself. But yeah. I didn't. I didn't think they were good. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody it just is okay. We went and saw the nun, mm-hmm. and do you know there's an actually a like two movies out there on I think it was on Amazon Prime or Netflix. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's the nun. And it actually is not about a nun. <laughs> I just did it to make money. And there, everybody, and you read the comments, it's like, there's a nun on the picture or the cover of the, of the movie, and but there's nothing that had to do with the nun. It was just... They're trying to bank off that movie. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. But it's just like, can anybody just do any kind of movie original anymore? Not just horror. Any movie. You know, they always have to remake it, reboot it, you know, or sequel this or sequel that. It's just like, make an original movie. Yeah, and I think a lot of it. And, and the thing is, the horror genre is the cheapest genre to make. It really is. Horror movies are legendary for their cheap budgets and not spending a lot of money and, and doing it on cutthroat budgets. But, you know, they don't make, you know, they make them, but they don't, you know, they, they really have a lot more room to be original, you know, and they don't have to have. And, and you know, everything nowadays is about special effects. Well, I mean, we don't have to have that in the movie. I mean... Actually, an anti-special effects movie, kind of horror movie, would be kind of better than, you know, all the flashbang and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I definitely think that, uh, you know, they could do a horror movie that, you know, gets away from the sensationalism and, and uses just atmospherics, well, you know? anything that comes out that's new, they have to oversaturate that. The... The market with it, yeah. Like, okay, what are we watching? October thirty first, two thousand ten, Walking Dead. Yeah, it was a very original. That zombie thing kind of happened before with My Living Dead and yeah, Dawn yeah. of the Deads and all that different stuff. But this was a TV series, and all four of us started watching it for the very first night. And then look what happened: zombie. This all yeah, these they, movies, they all these. Out. Yeah. It's new TV series, and although I like, um, uh, what is it? God, I can't think. Do you know it's on sci-fi? Zombie, I zombie, or oh, Z Nation? Z Nation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I I do like it. It's, it's very comical and very sci-fi-ish, yeah. but you know, it's actually better than The Walking Dead. I, I, of, I yeah. can't I can't watch The Walking Dead anymore. I just yeah. can't. It's it's become. The Walking Dead is no longer a horror movie. It's it's a it's a uh, soap opera with uh, blood zombies. Guts. Yeah. yeah. Well, barely. Yeah. You know, it's it's they take. Can you imagine? I, I'm just gonna say something. I I won't say much more about because it it really gets me upset. But could you imagine Frank Darabont, who probably directed the greatest film of the last fifty years, in Shawshank Redemption, walking into um, the offices of AMC and they tell them they need to put less zombies in a zombie show. Yeah. You don't have to see the zombies. You can just make zombie sounds. Yeah. And, you know, just imagine the type of mentality of working with that. Well, you know, that and they've taken everything about the show that we loved and it's all gone now. Well, there's they also no contradict characters. You know, a character's badass one minute, and then they're they're uh, we're all over know, the place. Really jelly the next, and then they're tough, and then you know you got 
Carol who went from killing a kid to all of a sudden getting upset because, you know. She's killed too much. She's killed too much, you know, to now she's ready to kill again, you know. It doesn't make any sense. Well, the story arc doesn't make any sense. They, and they, they've killed off every single person. And let's mark the, my most biggest pet peeve, or, you know, the biggest thing that irritates me and just really upsets me is when they killed off Carl. Yeah. They, nobody mourned him. Not even Rick. Yeah. It was just all like, oh, you know, Michonne was the only one that got upset. There was yeah. nobody there to mourn him. No, I got real upset. But then the season finale, or no, the premiere. Yeah. Is it the premiere episode? When this Some unknown kid. kid died, they went on and on and had a funeral kind of a thing and had all this stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So after Rick, uh, we haven't, we've only watched like one episode this yeah, season. Yeah, only the first one. And I'll watch it because I know Rick's going to die. I'll watch that one, but after that, I'm not watching it no more. They, See, I've it's lost. Over. It's lost. It's. Fame. I mean, they were talking about even Norman Reedus was saying after Rick's gone, it's just going to be a reboot. Yeah, that's all. I mean, and and I don't have a problem with them. You know, like I don't care for Fear of the Walking Dead, but I don't mind them going to a different area. And then re, you know, and then reimagining what happened in a different area. I don't mind that. Well, you know, all the characters are gone that we that yeah. we know as the Walking Dead. They're all gone. Yeah. And it's just like you know, I think, and I really don't care about Maggie anymore, really. And well, Maggie's a secondary character. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I, mean, I love the two favorite characters. You know who it is. Yeah. Carol and Daryl. Yeah. I always wanted them to be together. That's what they can do. But it's never I mean, going to If they happen. really want to bring bring back people, they could get them back to get them together. You know, and and then you know, you, you just go can't from there. care about somebody. That, you know, it's new. They they killed off everybody, and then you got these new characters, and it's like okay, you don't know anything about these you know, characters and stuff like that. And it's just, it's like, it, it, they just need to end and, it. And that, well, and I'll just say this, and we'll end it here about The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead could have learned a lot from Breaking Bad. And that is, do five or six seasons and then call it quits. Because if you think about it, five seasons in The Walking Dead, it was still good. And then it just starts, after season five, it starts Cause getting there, worse I mean, and worse. it's the same thing with Breaking Bad. I mean, there's just only so much you can do with that story. Yeah. And it keeps repeating if itself. If you, that's exactly right. You know, I, I used to call Negan Governor times 10,000. The reason is because all they are is just a governor, but worse. That's all they are. You know, there's no uh, continuity to anything. You know, the, the, the show originally started out that the problem was, you know, Walkers, zombies, no, zombies yeah. surviving, basic things, and now all of a sudden it becomes, you know, uh, the Roman Empire versus the Trojan Empire. You know, there's got to be this huge battle between two humans, and then but they got these. You know, these... you know, it, it when if you had if, if that really did happen, you say the apocalypse really did happen, 
you know, the it would be survival. It would be even worse as time goes by. Yeah. It wouldn't get better. And it wouldn't be. And, <laughs> and then, and that's another thing that it's funny, but then the it dark ages. I, I'm just gonna say something. After the Roman Empire fell. It took almost a thousand years for Europe to recover. Okay, so that's like an apocalypse. That's an apocalyptic event where the Roman Empire fell. It, you know, everybody was illiterate. They didn't have. They were sectarian. There were leaders all over the place, and they didn't. It took them a thousand years to recover. Yeah. So. If you think about it, if there's an apocalypse, you're not recovering after three years. Well, and and you're not, and then after two years, you're gonna forget language and go yeah. up, 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 and you know, <laughs> down, down, or or, or 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 act like a king, <laughs> or act like a king and have a freaking. Oh, you're a young squire. No, it's not, good yeah. moral. Good you know, yeah. it's stupid. You know, yeah. that's just stupid. That's only five or six years. That's removed. when it became a comic book to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's very because uh, they definitely added a lot of comic book stuff into uh, this. The latest seasons from Walking Dead, and part of that is because Robert Kirkman had yeah, the having power Robert Kirkman got the worst, the worst, worst show. Yeah. And they took they took. The show away from a cinematic genius, and I don't say that lightly. You know, he's never done a bad movie. Can you think of a movie that he's done bad? Mm-hmm. They're all really, really good. And you know, he's a great director. The cinematography, everything. But I, I won't get on that. You know, it's a whole different story. We could do a whole show on it. Yeah. Uh. Going back to some paranormal stuff, paranormal activity, a lot can be said. There Again, there are a couple of uh, stinkers. But, again, going back to the first two, those were completely original. And going back, you know, just the trailers, just, uh, just showing people's reactions in theaters, that's huge. Because it makes you, like you said, it would make you want to go see it and have that same sensation. And it was different. And of course, Blair Witch Project, they kind of, you know, they started that, the found footage film uh, revolution. And also, but after that, it kind of died. Yeah. And then uh, the Paranormal Activity series brought it back to... Also, the Paranormal Activity wasn't released worldwide, across yeah. the United States it either. Limited. It was very limited. And then... It made a, a lot of money. Very low budget. Very you had... Low. Had to sign a petition or sign this thing to get him to come for yeah. to come to Kentucky. And, and there, there's an interesting thing parallel too. And we were talking about the vulnerability in the second film. The second film to me was the most scary of the two. And and the second film was good yeah. because it tied in everything. Well, yeah. yeah. But the one thing that I loved about the second film was her sitting at the table. She just started to heat up some water. And then all of a sudden, everything just flies open. Yeah. You know, she's relaxed. She's thinking about this. And that, that. that gets the audience, too. Yeah. Because, and, and of course, you're you not expecting, expecting it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that was a really good scene to it, you know. And uh, I definitely think it's something that uh, they they did really effective. And it didn't cost a lot of money. Again, like I said, it, you yeah. know, just simple things. Basically, the first one had two people in it the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they made it. I mean, 
They There's made no a series. Film. I think it was a filmmaker's it. house too, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was, actually so. it was the house. second one, I think. Or was it? No, no. So it was the first one. Yeah, the first yeah. one. He was a very after the first one. He was a very rich man. Yeah, and they. Because <laughs> it, it. it's just an example. You don't need much. Again, smaller is better. Yeah. You don't need much to make a good quality movie. Sure. sure. And that was again original because. But then you know sometimes though then they get they get a good movie. And then they pour. And then out. they have to hoard out, and then <laughs> there's like fifty of them. I'm not saying that with. Friday Thirteenth because that's you know yeah it was yeah. the eighties it was a and that made a time. lot of money too it was a good time they're they're not you know you know Oscar worthy I mean you have the first like uh, the first Friday the Thirteenth and then the second one came out what like a year after yeah, yeah. some something crazy like that but yeah uh, again I mean, Friday the Thirteenth is definitely uh, yeah. World renowned. I mean, not world renowned, but you know, you'll see that if so, you show someone a mask, they'll associate that with Jason Voorhees. Uh, so another, do you want to do the? Uh, are you going to continue? To do I want to say one more thing about that top five. Uh, the Conjuring series is a really good series. Yes. Uh, it's. I think it's original because they're taking real life situations that. You know, happen and they turn it into you know a movie. The only one I mean, especially like, with Ed and Lorraine Warren. The only one I don't like is Annabelle. Yeah. Well, I There's should say I, I would I consider Conjuring One and Conjuring Two in their own category. Those are spinoffs to me. Yeah. That's not part of the franchise. So to me, I I don't put the Conjuring One and Conjuring Two are, are just good movies. The spinoffs are like the cash outs, you know. They're they're making money off of it. But the Conjuring, the second one, what, in the, England, uh, the one with the that nine. was really that was scary. Again, yeah, I, I think, I think that it, one, the scared yeah. me in it. and and the uh, what is it called? The Crooked Man. The Crooked Man. Yeah, which We're they also a, should be making a uh, a movie about a that. I believe. That one too, yeah. So, one of the last topics for this, the last five-minute topic before we end this show is, I think a lot of people debate about it, but who would win in just an all-out brawl, a triple threat match, between Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, and Michael Myers? Freddy Krueger, he's already dead. But that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. He has that mental edge. Yeah. Uh, with Jason, he could Jason's use. Jason has already had, been blown up and put in space, and he blew up. And he <laughs> Jason X. Jason X is a badass. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. He came back from space and put himself back together. <laughs> Jason. I think Jason would beat all their asses. I, I think you have a good argument there. That's a good I'm point. Going that's Kruger. that's the thing. That's one I'm thing good, I put. I, the reason I say Freddy Krueger, you can't kill him, and then on top of that. But the thing about Freddy is he can. Dreams, but the thing about Freddy, is, it, this was also in uh, Freddy versus Jason, the actual movie. You could bring Freddy back to real life by his clothes. Oh yeah. You grab so, some of his clothes and bring. Oh, them and back. I forgot. I forgot too. There's a good question to ask. In order for Freddy to win, Jason has to dream. So does Jason dream? Or Michael. Or Michael. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's Michael. I kind of left Michael out of it because, 
you know, I just, Jay, I mean, Jason's I think been through a hell of a lot more. Than Jason's Michael. been through some. Uh, <laughs> Jason's been through some shit. But you know what? Michael's never died. That's true. That's true. But come on, Jason. What? But now was, I'm just saying, he exploded Jason's died and put him back times together, and he's come back to life. So I think. Every yeah. single, he's even even when he's like worm food, he comes back. I mean, Jason, he's also. I mean, you've seen throughout the series, he's he's strong. Like he's physically, uh, he is physically uh, just dominating. And I yeah. think, I mean, so is Michael. But I think Jason, I think he would have an edge over Michael, uh, and plus, so, and Freddy. But you could make Michael's this thing. more human. Michael's more yeah, human so than right. Jason. Two votes for Jason, and I got one vote for Freddie. So I guess but, Jason. I mean, is. you can make a case for all of them. I would say, but uh, I think Michael is elusive. Well, also. And also, Michael wouldn't kill him because they're not family. That's true. Yeah. You know, but. So. And Freddie just don't give a shit. He just kills. Yeah, Freddie would just do anything and. You have Jason who would kill, also kill anybody. Like he'll just kill a couple having sex. And wait a second, Jason didn't kill kids. I know he didn't, because I remember there's a couple times we came up on kids and didn't kill them. Michael didn't either. Oh, Freddy remember Jason no uh, and Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah. Those kids and they're like, oh, let's go off the Malcolm mask and he takes it off and he has his uh, yeah. ugly face. But yeah. also, yeah. Jason got down on that one too. He got. Uh, remember the sewage and the sewer? It all went over top of him, and he turned into a what? What a was bone? Yeah. What was at, what was after Jason takes Manhattan? Was that the final chapter or the new? Uh, no, it was Jason. Um, Jason, Jason X. Hmm. Oh, was it? Jason Kidd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think Jason would definitely win that one. Uh, but you know, we never know. It'd be cool to have a movie about it. But yeah. Sorry, so that's the end of the Halloween special. We thank you guys so much for listening to it and all the the other uh, the other episodes that are about sports. And we all know that mom's not sports savvy, but uh, got cute costumes though. Yeah, they do. Uh, but uh, expect more uh, sports podcast. I mean, but you know we'll have fun little episodes like this, and we're also going to do one for Christmas as well. But uh, tomorrow, Tim and I are going to do a pregame show, of course. And we got some pretty big games coming out this weekend. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, until next time, see you guys in the man cave.